thanks for finding my show, Organic Matters, wherever you find it. Appreciate you telling other people about it. I do this show not for profit. I don't take advertising. So I try to tell you and learn information about organic living, organic gardening, climate change, weather, uh, extremes, global warming, whatever kind of touches us on our earth. I want to say naturally and organically. I try to stay away from any and all things chemical. Last week, I did probably more than you ever wanted to know if you listen to your regular about strawberries, because they're usually at the top, if not the top, they're usually way up on the environmental working groups, what we call dirty dozen. Another one that's always up there are apples. So this week, I'm going to probably beat you to death, but you're going to know why It's one of the dirty dozen, one of the few things, there's only a dozen or so that I always watch for, that you really, really need to spend the extra buck, especially if you've got children, but yeah, or ladies, ladies, especially if you're going to get pregnant, this stuff's not good for you. And yet the government lets us get away with it. So I'm going to tell you um, as much as I can find out about why organic apples are well worth the money. As I mentioned... Apples are generally near the top of the dirty dozen list at the Environmental Working Group and other people that study them. Why? Because they contain an average of about 4.4 pesticide residues per apple, including some at high concentrations. One chemical found on apples recently triggered an intense international debate, set the United States and Europe on radically different courses, and given America's one more reason, you guys, to buy organic apple. To begin with, almost no Americans, very few I've talked to, realize that almost all conventionally grown apples, virtually all in our country for sure, are drenched initially with a thing called diphenylamine. It's an antioxidant chemical treatment used to prevent the skin of the apple in cold storage from getting brown or black spots, known as storage scald. Incidentally, the scald doesn't hurt you. (laughs) It's just ugly. Tests of raw apples conducted by the Department of Agricultural Scientists, starting back in 2016, the first one I could find, found diphetholamine on over 80% of our conventional apples, with an average concentration part exceeding 0.28 parts per million, above what's recommended for your health. American apple growers contend that the dimethylamine, oh, you, we need to get a short name for it, is benign as far as treatment. But European officials, on the other hand, were not satisfied with that and found that what they considered harmless, us, uh, enacted a restriction on imported apples and pears treated with this chemical. From uh, other words, we can't sell apples to Europe anymore. Part of the problem with this chemical is it's sprayed on the fruit after it's harvested. USDA tests of apples found that more often and at greater concentrations than most other pesticide residues. Why? Because it's put on the apple after the apple is off the tree. And it's interesting in that it, unlike other herbicide pesticides, it does not kill insects, weeds, or fungal growth. In addition, it was found in over 36% of all the applesauce samples. The Environmental Protection Agency reviewed the safety of diphenylamine way back. They already knew there was a problem in 1998 and initially concluded that it didn't pose an unacceptable risk. And listen to how I said that. It didn't say it didn't pose any risk. It just said it didn't pose an unacceptable risk to people or the environment. 
The agency, however, updated its safety assessments just a few years ago, back in 2018, and concluded that the maximum concentrations for this chemical allowed on apples should remain below 10 parts per million, not the 28 parts per million that we know about. By contrast, European regulators ascribe the absence of uh, evidence of harm to poor investigation. They concluded diphenylamine manufacturers had not conducted enough tests to prove the safety of their product and in any chemicals formed when it broke down, which weren't tested at all. And the reason for the concern is the European officials found out, folks, that there were formation of nitrosamines on the diphenylamine-treated fruit. Nitrosamines form when nitrogen-containing compounds combine with amines, and incidentally, diphenylamine is an amine. That's what the amine at the end means. Nitrosamines cause cancer in laboratory animals, and some studies have found that people who ate foods with nitrosamines had elevated rates of both stomach and esophageal cancer. And incidentally, unlike us, since way back in the 70s, European government agencies have regulated foods and consumer products to limit or eliminate concentrations of chemicals that can serve as building blocks of a known carcinogen, nitrosamine. And one of the problems we have in America is kind of a good problem, but it's a bad one. Americans on average, each American averages eating about 10 pounds of raw apples every year apiece. Even low levels of nitrosamines, but, but taking in in that larger quantity probably does pose a risk to human health. Although I love my country, we're just not as careful as some other places. The European regulators looked into the fact that nitrosamines could be generated if diphenylamine combined, interestingly, even during storage or when the fruit was processed with any source of nitrogen. Incidentally, folks, <laughs> nitrogen is basically ubiquitous in the entire environment, so it is present. But initially, they had little evidence that the chemical was reacting. But beginning in 2008, they pressed the manufacturers of the diphenylamine itself for data that showed the nitrosamines and other harmful chemicals formed either when containers of dimethylene set on the shelves not even being used, or when the fruit was treated with that chemical and stored. And unfortunately, it also formed when they processed the apples into juices, purees, and sauces. In the end, the European Food Safety Authority concluded that the industry had not provided sufficient information and that the many data gaps made it impossible to confirm the safety of using diphenylamine so the EU reduced the allowable amount of diphenylamine, I guess we must use the chemical, diphenylamine on imports to below 0.1 parts per million ppm. And strangely enough, even in Europe, the only reason they didn't set the permissible amount to zero was because untreated apples can even acquire traces of this chemical if they're stored merely in facilities near regular conventional apples. To avoid this type of cross-contamination now, a number of American growers that export apples and pears to Europe use special 
diphenylamine-free warehouses. They don't allow any commercial conventional apples to get into those warehouses. Incidentally, they don't have to do that for us. Strange. So far in the latest studies I can find, the EPA has taken very few steps to respond to the European ban or the EU's concerns about the nitrosamine. The EPA's website states that a re-registration review is underway and that the interim decision will be published as soon as it's completed. Until it is possible, folks, to determine what the real safety is of eating diphenylamine-coated apples. I recommend eating only organic apples, organic apple juice, organic applesauce. Oh, and incidentally, although it's not in the study, there's some studies that show pears... Uh, are just as susceptible. So my recommendation is not that much more money, folks, for you, your children, uh, your animals, for goodness sakes. I recommend all this be only ingested if you can buy it organically. The risk of ingesting nitrosamines and other potentially dangerous pesticide residues have just not been established one way or the other. So now you know why the apple is always on the dirty dozen list. And you know why, even for my parrot <laughs> and everything around me, I only buy apples if they're USDA certified organic. Since I'm going to do this list, I'm going to go to plant to plant. And they do vary. Sometimes apples is the number one on the list. This particular last list that went out, strawberries were. One that jumped way up is spinach. That surprised me. What I'm going to do right now is take another minute and give you the list, and you can go get it. All you have to do, go, it's very simple. Go to goodhousekeeping.com and put in the Dirty Dozen. You don't want to go to EWG, and I love that the EWG puts the list out, but they've gotten so hard to even go on. They want you to donate every time you go on the list. I've donated. I've been there for a long time. But no matter how I try to go around the entry page, they want me to send them some more money, and I don't mind helping them. But that, that I, I just, you don't have to go there. Just go to goodhousekeeping.com and the list is there. This month or this quarter, they only do it every few weeks, I mean months. It's, incidentally, the ranking is based on 47 different fruits and vegetables based on over 43,000 43, tests, okay, test points generated by the United States Department of Agriculture as well as the Food and Drug Administration. So it is pretty trustworthy. So anyway, this list, real quick. Strawberries, spinach, kale, nectarine. Now, apples for this year, or this, this time of the year. Grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery. And pretty new to the list, and I can explain this if you want, are potatoes. Potatoes were never on the list before. We changed the way we now treat potatoes, and we chemically treat them not to sprout their little buds. Uh... With chemistry now, forever we did it by flash freezing the potato. Believe me, you're much better off for flash frozen potatoes. So on this dirty dozen list, I will do, I'll probably do potatoes next week, the whole rundown on what they do to them. But I'm very disappointed that we took a, a, a what was pretty safe in most cases, a root that grew underground that was pretty safe. So now we spray it with poison to uh, kind of keep it from not budding as fast, not, not sprouting out. But you're eating that stuff. If it keeps that potato from sprouting, guess what? It's still a part of the potato. <laughs> so 
so you don't want to eat that. The other next new one on the list is celery. Celery was never a problem till a few years ago. So we're each week, I'm going to go through each one of these. I'll decide whether it's potatoes or grapes next week, because grapes will be, it's pretty fascinating for another reason. Anyway, stay tuned for Organic Matters, wherever you can find me, tell your friends about me. And if you ever have questions, you can always come, all lowercase, to natureapproved at yahoo.com. Nature approved, one word, past tense, natureapproved at yahoo.com. Or if you just want to see all my writings and either don't want to go on a uh, radio show or even a podcast, you can just go to bruce.dooley.com. It's all there. Let me do it. All lowercase, B-R-U-C-E dot Dooley, D-E-U-L-E-Y dot C-O-M. All my shows are on there. No charge at all. They all run 12 to 14 minutes each because you can't keep anybody's attention longer than that. And there's, I'm going to say hundreds, but I think there's probably even thousands of shows on there now. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matter.